episode is brought to you by Squash Clothing and Sugar Life. Welcome to the Overly Excited Podcast, hosted by Jack Watts and Dale Sidebottom. Two friends with a passion for life, learning... And all things that get them jumping out of their seats. <laughs> all right, everyone, welcome back to the Overly Excited Podcast. You beauty! Come on. I'll tell you what, we have some good guests on, but... Nothing gets me more excited than coming into the back shed here, Jacko, and just uh, punching out an episode, man to man, friend to friend, getting excited together. How are you, Watsy? Going well, mate. If um, if I wasn't doing Sober October, we we haven't had a beer out here yet, no. I don't think. No. That'd be a nice little, just a little treat, not every week. Yes. But, you know, just occasionally. So looking forward to that. Um, thanks for taking that intro after I stuffed up last week and uh, you had to spend three hours editing it so I didn't get embarrassed. Appreciate that. Um, but, uh, yeah. How, how it, did, it did take me a little bit, but <laughs> not often you come to me and say, please, like, no, please. And I was being a little bit mean. I was like, I was baiting oh, you a little bit. God. And I could see that it, you weren't having it. So. Well, I've brought it. I've got my friend from Morty Seadiffers on the pod. I've invited her down and then I've... <laughs> cooked their name, so it wasn't a great start. You know, it's but... really um, I do that a lot. Like, yeah. I've, as I said, podcast seven years, and that's my biggest fear. You 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 get their name before you start, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you say something completely wrong, and it's the worst thing you can do because a lot of time I don't know these people, mm. and I just massacre their name yeah. after they've told me how to say it. <laughs> they must be thinking, is this bloke? Serious? Is he oh. making up that he's done three hundred? Like, because you're thinking about a whole bunch of other things, and then you go, like, this is the important one. You're focusing on that, and you just fuck it right up. So. Besides Sorry, that- Kristen, love you. Besides that, mate, and that'll be uh, an episode that comes out next week, which uh, we're very excited with Eddie Perfect as well. Yeah, um, some really uh, in depth conversation. Yeah. I, I was very fascinated by that. Um, we'll talk more about that, but. Uh, Mate, what's lit you up in the last seven days? What's just brought some absolute joy to your soul? What has lit me up? Um, well, I guess, Dale, getting a good night's sleep because I'm 10 days sober. That has been pretty uh, invigorating and energising and, um, and yeah, just feeling really good. Just doing the things that I love doing, you know, getting down the beach in the morning and going to the gym and catching up with people and being a good friend and... Um, being reliable and yeah, it's been a good little, good little change. It's amazing how quick it can turn around, you know, from, from when you're drinking pretty heavily and out and about compared to, um, you know, staying off the piss and and getting to bed early and, um, yeah. And then got some really good things coming up. I got a trip tomorrow. I get to go to Barn Boogle. For, well, for people that aren't golf lovers, do you want to just describe? Well, it's, it's the number one public course in Australia yep. um, down in Tassie. So we go down to Essendon Airport, get on the private jet. One fly to Lonnie? Fly to, oh, I couldn't even tell you, to be honest. Because near Launceston, isn't it? I actually haven't done Barney yet. I haven't either, no. but I know when I've uh, done a few workshops there, they say, bring your clubs next time, we'll take you to Barney. And I'm like, mate, I might be a good talker. I'm a horrible <laughs> golfer. I've battled an oh, old 89 hole around the course. That's another one we got to do. Yeah, $14 after 6 p.m. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, Barney should be good. One of my good mates, Brendan Goss, he's, uh, he's sorted me out. He's Has he? Big work trip, so he's taken all these big clients down there, but I think I've just snuck on the end of it. So, <laughs> Are you a... Yeah, one of his potential clients. <laughs> Squash might be building a new office one day soon. Who knows? Um so that, that should be good. And then I've got a trip up to see a, a really good friend of mine up in Sydney 
Um, when's that? It's on the 20th. 20th. So just think good things to look forward to, which I think is really important and feeling bloody good. Mate. Half marathon on Sunday, look out. Jeez, you're ticking a lot off. Ticking that, a boxes. That's the uh, Melbourne one, isn't it? The big one. Yeah. Running to the G. Yeah, you've, you've, you've never run into the been on the G before. I've you? never run into the G, but <laughs> I've run around the G a couple do, of times. Do you reckon times. they'll have a banner for you? Because that's the only way you run onto the, the ground. Well, I'm normally. hoping that there's something there, you know, <laughs> maybe some sort of banner or red carpet out to the. Nah, my, I do my best work at the David Neitz bar these days. <laughs> that is by far one of the best that's up the good. top. People don't know about that one. Quality. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm. Oh, that's good, mate. So lots of exciting things, and you're feeling fresh. Feeling fresh. Oh, that's good. Fresh, Must admit, yeah. you rocked up 15 minutes early. I just got uh, the kids down. The kids down. I had to put a jumper on, got snot all over me and everything <laughs> like that. And you're early, mate. You really are dominating. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just the all or nothing nature, isn't it? <laughs> I was up at 4.20 this morning, drove into Paran, did a one-hour workout. Have you heard of one-hour, the gym? One-hour. It's like half running on the treadmill, but it's like high-intensity, quick running, and then half um, sort of weights. Free weights. So always running, the cardio is always running. So you go, yeah, always running. So okay. one of them's running, one of them's weights, and you probably do like five swap overs, changeovers, I reckon. You'd love it. It's 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 I, intense. I you, don't like running though, mate. Mm, that's probably not the most enjoyable and that's half the workout. Is there a reason, like, is there science to back up why it's there's no other cardio machines or running? I'm not 100% sure. They got mm. a boxing ring or a boxing room in the next room, but... This workout, I think it's, I don't know what it is, but I think like quick sort of sprinting, almost running is proven to do a lot of good things for your hormones. Well, I'm sure it does because it's, it's not easy. Yeah, so exactly. I'm, if, I'm guessing if you want to uh, burn and be obviously mm. really ticking along that high heart rate, mm. there's nothing better that'll do that for you. How and was then, it? Did you and then it? it was, And then it was a little Pisces. bit of this that we don't get it at BodyFit. <laughs> we don't get this at BFT. The buys, tries, shoulders. It was just a nice little circuit. So... <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was just a nice little crew too, all just like super fit. Five thirty in the morning, they were all animals. So up and about. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, nice, good. mate. Nice. Um, How about you? What's what's been happening? What, the week you've been away. You were in yeah, Singapore. Yeah, I was in Singapore. Yep. Um, so that went really well. Um, I was headlining an international conference, so uh, there was people from all over Asia, um, mostly expats. A lot of poms. It was like a for British Federation International Schools. Um, yes, yeah, so there's people from like Kazakhstan, India, China, or like everywhere, mm. which was uh, really cool. And yeah, I was the main speaker the first morning and um, pretty nervous, to be honest, Jacko. I've never, uh, I've done a lot of workshops and like speaking at conferences, but never been like the main speaker mm. for day one. Um, you know, I didn't really, normally you rock up to events and you, like, I know people. Mm. I sort of knew a few people from online that followed me and I've done a little bit, but I didn't know anyone, um, which, again, you know, you don't have that safety net, mm. you know, just if you know one person. And obviously I met a few people and things like that, but before the keynote I didn't I didn't have that. Yeah. So I was sort of just cruising around with the, the people that organised and the director and, um, yeah, so, yeah, I was, I was very nervous. But smashed it out yeah, of the park? I, I think... I, yeah, I did a good job. Probably not my best, mm. I'll be honest. Um, everyone was very happy with it. Mm. You know, we we're really critical of ourselves. So, um, yeah, but anyway, it was a really good conference. Um, 
I did another five workshops there. So I was literally nearly speaking for two days mm. straight. The only problem with that is I did miss uh, did miss the grand final. Oh. Yes. Uh, I think you got to weigh up sometimes though. Um, I've been working a long time and obviously COVID to get something like this. And this was a big bucket list item and I'd had it knocked, locked in for nine months, Jacko. Mm. Anyway. You, you, you would have been front at the fence. Oh. You would have been down in the rooms afterwards. You would have been at the after party with Steelo. <laughs> I probably would have been tagging along somewhere. Tell you what, you would have been still going on the Monday, no doubt about it. <laughs> oh, so anyway, I, I didn't even get to watch the game, mate. I was, I was actually talking, it was on. And because there were mainly, mainly British people there, they didn't even know. They, all they were talking about is the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Because Australia went really bad in that. I don't, I don't watch rugby. Mm. Like, I don't mind it, but... So they were teasing me about that. I'm like, I don't think they realised. I didn't care. I just wanted to watch the AFL, which yeah. they had no idea about anyway. So yeah. anyway, sometimes you got to you weigh things up in yeah, life. and um, You've yeah. worked a long time for it, put a lot of effort into it, and you'll see another grand final, I'm yes. sure. Yeah, I will. Do they, do they, like, fly you over and put you up? And Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really good. Like, it's uh, from where I started, I remember when I quit teaching, mate, that, I was literally ringing up schools or people I knew and say, hey, would you like a free workshop? I'll come and do it for free. Mm. Like, so just to get my name out there. And now, you know, everything's, you get very nice flights, accommodation, you have drivers, all your food's put up. So um, good. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, people know who you are. Like, it's it's completely different. It's uh, sometimes you, I don't know, it's, yeah, I'm sure you've had moments like mm. this where, you pinch yourself and you're like, wow, this is pretty cool. Mm. You know, and that's sort of what it was like. So but it's still a, it's still also a grind, isn't it? It was interesting talking with Eddie Perfect last week and you were sort of saying that you relate to him when you're on your own sort of thing. It's a, it's an individual yeah. sort of pursuit. Um, you don't have that team and we spoke about, you know, celebrating your little wins and celebrating the good times and but it is difficult when you don't have that team around you. Yeah. Which you yeah, I found that really interesting because you know, that's where we get a lot of our joy, you and I, as, you know, overly excited podcast. Correct, yeah. It's hard to get excited sort of on your own, isn't it? Well, but, that's one of the main reasons, that, like, when we spoke about this, mm. I wanted to do it because I'm like, when you share something with somebody, that's part, like, that's why I love team sport, mm. you know, because you have other people when you've got amazing things to share, but normally when things are going tough too, you know, they're in the same situation. Yeah. Whereas I find, and probably the same as, you know, when the episode of Eddie comes out that, you're doing a lot of this by yourself. So the highs are amazing, but they're only amazing for you. And to share, people don't really understand because they're not on the stage and they might see what you're producing, but they don't mm. understand what's gone into it or how much that's taken out of you or, or different things like that. Yeah. But then also the lows, you know, like I go inside and Bray goes, how was your day? I'm like, yeah, good. Like no one ever sort of understands. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's nice. Like you, you everything you're doing is for you, but again, you you are very isolated mm. and it becomes quite lonely. And I think that's one of the hardest things I find with traveling. Like it's, it's amazing where I get to go and the impact I have and the speak people I get to speak to, but it's pretty lonely, mm. you know, like flying by yourself in hotels by yourself. Um, I was fortunate enough to catch up with a few mates that I've met along the way in Singapore, but um, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, do you speak to Brie about that at all? Or like, uh, not, not really, not, to be honest. Not, like, it's yeah. so like, she knows that uh, I'm not going over there. Like I literally fly in, I talk, and then I normally fly out mm. um, just because I, I want to be home as much as I can. Um, but then again, it, it's very taxing as mm. well. But then having two young kids is taxing. So I think, yeah. That's a hard, I, that'd be hard for you, I reckon, like 
because you know it, it'd be interesting. She she probably think, oh, you've just flown over business class. To, <laughs> definitely not Singapore. business class. Oh, Mate, I'm holding the back of the plane. You're in the Jacko. cattle, but you know <laughs> she she'd probably think you've had time to yourself. You've yeah, had, yeah, you've had peace and quiet. You could have just sat in a hotel, done whatever you wanted. Yeah, you know, had a few beers and relaxed and. But you've been on your working hard, stressed because you got something you yeah. want to put on a really good show. You want you've got you know a really big performance keynote that you have to do, and you have to be constantly getting around, mingling with everyone, um, you know. And then you probably just wanted to get home and you're exhausted. But she's probably thinking, "Beauty's home, my time to rest." <laughs> yeah. you know? like, oh, I think it's just uh, it doesn't matter where you're at. With uh, for people listening, and they'll be able to completely empathise mm. with young kids. It doesn't really matter if you're home with them or what you're doing, like it's, I don't know, it's full on the whole time. It's mm. amazing too. But I used to find, not that I was selfish, but I'd go away on these trips or wherever or around the world and I'd get back and I'd have a day or two to myself to sort of catch up on my sleep and mm. get that regu- regularity back. Now I don't. So you're sort of like playing catch up. Like I flew in, I landed at about midnight on the Sunday night and then I had to drive to Shepparton because mm. I had a gig on the Monday. So I got to my parents' house about 2 a.m. after being speaking for five days in Singapore and then you have pretty rough sleep and then I spoke all day and then you're back in the car driving home. So, like, my job is I'm like a crazy shift worker. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I'm working, it's mental. There's yeah. no balance. Yeah. But then I'm home a lot as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, okay. it's, just, mm. the, it's just the – I never th- – when I started this is because I love doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I just didn't know what it would be like. Yeah. So there's everyone goes, oh, wow, it looks amazing what you're doing. Yes, it is. It's mm. awesome. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's also very hard. Yeah. Do you sometimes think that the Monday to Friday, just consistency uh, and – or not really? Nah, not really. No. Not when you no. – I, I did this because I wanted to impact more people yeah. and I wanted to have a bigger reach and I am, you know. So every job's got – things that we don't like about it. Yeah. And I'm not definitely not complaining. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't change it, mate. Wouldn't change it at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, besides that, mate, it's uh, things, are, things are going well. The weather's starting to warm up. Life's good. Mm. Can't complain. Um, we had Sam and Sam on um, last week, which – as we spoke about, and, and for those people that uh, are on our socials, uh, you could see the setup that they had, which was <laughs> – well, it took took Sammy about what an hour to get it get it perfect, but uh, we had every angle, we had lighting, we had sound, we've had. He didn't like the little sort of he had a heater or something in the corner. No, that's in the corner of the shot. Get rid of that. Oh. You can see why he's very good at what he does. Oh. He's a performer, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was great fun and good to get in there and have a good chat with the boys after. They just belted out the national anthem in front of 90,000 at the Carlton, what was it, Carlton? Carlton Melbourne. Melbourne. Your old mob, mate. Um, and I think that's, uh, I was learning a lot by just, you know, like I think what we're doing, it's not the best, but it's not the worst. You know, like it's going all right, mm. like quality-wise and things. But then you see the uh, the effort and level professionals like particularly their singers you know in a band mm. i'm guessing not everyone is like that because they were that was incredible mm. you know and then particularly the quality like i didn't have to edit it or anything yeah. they sent me all these videos of like i had like three dslr cameras <laughs> going we're running this off an iphone Just, hey this is a beautiful yeah. setup by the way i'm loving this but yeah it, it was another level wasn't it, was. it? it was another level um and and also, I, I love the chat that we had. You know, just 
finding out a bit more about them. Obviously, I knew during COVID they, you know, they um they did those sort of home concerts, yep. live streams, and um, you know, I, I I look back at a few of them and it just looks like they're you know they're bringing the joy to thousands and thousands of people that are struggling around the country and we're all in lockdown and they just were having a great time and but to chat to them and and hear that you know personally they were at each other's yeah. like they were very close to giving it all up and you know and i think that's sort of what i took out of it was um you know just the the ability to sort of stick through things you know it's it, it is it does get tough at times it's not smooth sailing all the way through like I, i've had a bit of a rough couple of weeks and you know it's um it sort of rattles you personally and and I'm, they sort of went through something similar but to stick through it, the, you know the sun does rise the next day and things get better and um you know for them now they've put out their own album they're doing the 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 um Red what, Hot Summer tour? tour, yeah, the Red yeah. Hot Summer Tour. They're playing with Jimmy Barnes, yeah. and you know their heroes, yeah. Living End, and and Which is pretty um, amazing, you know, incredible. Yeah. But imagine they, you know, and they yeah, were that they close to stopping yeah. because of personal, you know, everyone's going through a tough time. So stick at it, everyone. We're here for you, and uh, yeah, gets I think, better. Uh, it does I think get hearing better. people's stories like that, particularly, um, they gave joy to so many other people, but. Mm they weren't having any joy themselves. Mm. Um, and I think that's it's such a good reminder that you don't always know what's happening with people. It's very easy. And I think we're prime examples, both of us, of mm. that. Even if we're not going well, we'll put on the brave face and act like we are. Yep. And so many other people do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just had no idea. You didn't even think because during COVID you'd watch them and it was sort of like your Friday and Saturday night was sorted because – that was something to look forward to. Yeah. But for them, it was the opposite. They knew they were helping other people and that gave them something, but that was the last thing they wanted to do. Stressful oh. and they weren't getting along personally, but yeah. they had to just put it away for two hours and put on the brave face. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been really difficult, that's for sure. Did you, um, obviously, you know, with Squash working with, you know, a couple of really good mates, mm. did that sort of hit a chord with you of, because um, I, I know that it hasn't been all smooth sailing and no business is or mm. nothing, nothing when you entering t- with somebody else and your pressure and you're trying to create something, yeah. did that sort of hit a chord with you in any, any aspect or way? Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. Like I, I can remember starting the business and going to my manager at the time, you know, me and my mates, were going to do this and, and him just going, don't go into business with your friends. <laughs> did like, you? So really? Oh yeah. Like yeah. as strongly as he possibly could, like it just doesn't, end well and and um you know and me like what what do you mean (laughs) nothing's gonna go like they're my mates they're my best mates like i love them and and look like we've been really lucky it's not as if we're still good mates we're still you know but it has definitely changed the relationship Mm. in a sense of you know money gets involved stress gets involved how much are you doing how much am i doing you didn't you didn't let me do this and now you're off doing this and you know you it's yeah, it does definitely change the dynamic when business is involved. I mean, we even really had it a little bit with the pod, didn't yeah, we? A we little, did, mate. Just yep. a little like that frustration of... Um, and this isn't even like a business or anything. This is like a passion. So there's no money or anything. Yeah, like, yeah. And But that can still happen. And the stress, yeah. just, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, I think what we're good at and I think is, is being able to talk about things and like I feel like I'm pretty open if something isn't really sitting well with me i feel like i'm pretty good at sort of talking about it and getting it out in the open um 
which is, you know, and, and they're not very comfortable situations. No. I guess I'm not, I'm a pretty sort of, I let things go. And so I probably get maybe, you know, taken advantage of a touch or like I just assume that everyone will, you know, is looking out for the best interests of everyone else, but it's not always the case. So, you know, at times it's, that's been the, the tough conversations, but. Um, is that, um, has that changed? Because obviously you're very naive when you're playing footy. Mm. Like, let's be honest, you're getting paid very well. Mm. You've got no idea what business is like and everyone's your mate. Life's good. Yeah. You know, like you don't really have a great deal to worry about besides playing at probably clubs that weren't the best yeah. and not enjoying it that much. Everything else is fine. Um, now do you look back at, and I know you wouldn't change it because you've got a great business and mm. you're doing really good. And, and like me, you're impacting people. Mm. You're giving people lovely clothes and make them feel good. Um, you know, do you look back at the advice your manager gave you like, and think, like, I know. <laughs> nah, look, I, I think um, I think what I would look back on, and, and look, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But It's a great thing. It, it do you would, know how to get it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think, you know, you, I just sort of wish that I, you know, but that's what life is, a bunch of lessons and you learn from your mistakes, you learn from... But if I had the knowledge that I have now, you know, I probably wouldn't just be as quite as trusting mm. to not like more just in doing business with other people and businesses. And it's like, I, and I still struggle with it today. And it's something that I really hate about business. Mm. It's something I really hate is, is it's just everyone out for themselves. It really is. And it's, it's, um, it's not always, I don't reckon it's always, but do you know what sticks in your mind? The ones that are. Yeah. Like, I haven't met too many people along the journey. There's like, absolutely, there's a few. Yeah. But there's not many unless you're, you know, the rare sort of 5% maybe Mm. that that are there for you that actually want to help you for nothing in in return sort of thing. Um, But a lot of the time it's, you know, it's – all the niceties and you go through all the talk, oh, yeah, let's help each other. Oh, yeah, yeah let's do and then this. That and then goes out the window. Gets, gets to the, down to the crunch <laughs> and it's like, nah, screw like, nah, <laughs> too, you can't do it. Well, you need to pay us more. You need to do this. Yeah, you yeah. haven't done this and blah, blah, blah. So, it's, so do you reckon you waste a lot of time being nice and nearly just need to get to the point straight away and then figure out how to try to be nice? So much. And I think that's that's why we're quite a good team at, at Squash. You know, Walshy, our director, he's pretty straight to the point. Yep. So if it was me running the company, we'd be fluffing around. Everyone would be stroking each other's backs and, you know, oh, you're so good at this. and you're so... Nothing would get fucking done. And we'd be broke. We'd be throwing parties. We'd be... So, you know, that's why it, it is a really good team. But... I'm laughing because that's true. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. But I think I've gotten better. I've gotten better at sort of speaking up for myself and valuing – I think that's the other thing as well. Like when you actually realize that you're good at what you do, you know, it took me a long time. Like when I first started, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like I don't, I got no experience in sales or retail or, you know, the business world at all. And so you sort of feel like a bit of a fraud and you feel like you're, you know, you're not good at your job. You feel like everyone's looking at you going, fuck, what are you doing? Like twiddling your thumbs for a quarter of the day. You yeah, know? yeah. But once you sort of get your groove and you, then it gives you a bit of confidence um, and I think like personally, like when I'm healthy and I'm off the piss and that's when I really like, that's when I'm fucking thriving and mm. I'm like really sharp and I, I'm confident and I know what I'm doing. I'm getting results, you know, when you're a bit hung over. Do you reckon you, you doubt yourself then? Definitely. Like, yeah. Definitely. Cause, cause you know, you're not at your peak and yeah. you know, you're sort of battling through Monday or you might, you know, and then 
or whatever it is, you might have gone out on a Wednesday and you're getting into work and you're just there to survive rather than to really push a and thrive. Exactly. Yeah. Like yep. so do you realize do you realise now though that anything in life isn't what you know, it's how you know to talk to people. Mm. Yeah, you're like the skill set you've got, you can't people can't learn that. Yeah. Did it take you a while to realise that though? Definitely. You already had everything you needed. You just need to believe in yourself. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think and, that, and that's where I'm trying to sort of head more in, in the business is is that side of it is, you know, like we're spread pretty thin at the moment. So it's sales. It's a lot of sort of, you know, emails and all the rest of it. But I'd love to get to the point where it's me getting out there and talking to people, meeting people, creating those relationships. and Because, yeah, that is what I'm good at and that's what a lot of people find incredibly difficult mm, yeah, is to go out there and put themselves out there and bond with people and, earn trust and, you know, because that's what I feel like I'm really good at. So, but it, it takes a long time. It takes, it takes, I think for me, like, as we've spoken about on the pod, like you're a doer, yeah. you, you don't have a lot of fear. Oh, I, did, I do, but I just don't. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you, you make it, you <laughs> yeah, do, I it. do it. Whereas for me, it's like, if what, what, what it's taken me is to actually sort of understand my craft and what I'm talking about and all the everything around that, then that gives me the comp. Then I'll, con- then I'll go and speak to anyone. Mm. But before I was sort of confident with all that stuff, I was like, I was going in there thinking, oh, fuck, if they ask me this, I got no idea. If they ask me this, I got no idea. You know, I'm just going to sound like an amateur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was sort of, yeah, that's what has turned around and, you know, the longer you do something, then. That's, you know, it's all practice, isn't it? Have you found from, you know, us just starting this podcast because you wanted, well, we spoke about 10 episodes. I'm like, that's not going to happen. We, we nearly didn't get to 10 episodes. Mm. We never had a podcast. <laughs> People are like, shut up. <laughs> they're going on about the 10 again. They're going on about the God, they brought up a game of peanuts. <laughs> Dale, get over it. Um, have you found like just doing, you know, obviously sport came very naturally to you. You're very mm. good at it. Um into the business world, putting yourself out there, you know, doing the podcast now, doing other things that you're slowly breaking that down or do you still have that? It's not a fear, but you worry. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's just being confident with something. And and I feel like that, like we're getting there now, like I'm getting there now with the pod and I'm sure you can sort of sense it with me. And I thought you were, and this is, that's, that was the biggest problem. Mm. I just, because you were very good at it from straight up. Mm. I just assume, wow, God, he's just straight in there. He's like, no worries. And there's also a bit of like almost practicing what you, what you preach to. Like I say it all. It's like, Oh, get out there and (laughs) be confident and go and yet I'm sitting here shitting myself about <laughs> fuck I can't in, I can't message that guy and ask him on the pod because what if he doesn't like me and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and I tell everyone else I oh, don't worry about that <laughs> why are you stressing about, you know like so that's been an interesting little sort of exercise for me to go through but but now I'm feeling a lot more confident and I I'm sort of understanding like even you know the chat with Sam and Sam and just meeting good people and, yeah you know. It's sort of for me. It's like bringing it back to what I what, what I why I started it in the first place and why I enjoy podcasts and you know getting to speak to them, getting to speak to Eddie Perfect, talking about fucking the musical, getting me on stage as a <laughs> as a little tree out the back corner and moving the equipment around. Like, and he's saying I can do it. Like you know, that's the kind of goal that you you're not going to get if, oh, you, if I'm not doing this. Definitely and, not. And um. And yeah, so I definitely feel like I'm breaking that down and and enjoying it a lot more. And then once you start enjoying it and it's not as stressful, then the magic sort of starts to happen. So, 
Um, and I think exactly what we just said there that you should never assume. And mm. that relates back to Sam and Sam. Everybody just assume that they're having fun. They've got something to do while mm. everyone's on lockdown. They get to play music Friday mm. and Saturday night. But it's exactly like what you're saying that, yes, you may portray something, but on the inside you're doing the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, and I, that's one of the things I, I was actually in Sydney uh, yesterday doing a talk for at a private girls' school for 160 year 11 girls. Um, and it was about, you know, going transitioning into their HSC, I think they call it in Sydney. Um, and that you will never know what someone's going through because when they're really battling, that's when they don't tell you. Yeah, keep What it they all do in. is they rock up and they portray that everything's good, like Sam and Sam did, like what you did. And yeah. that's why I just assumed that there was nothing wrong. You, you weren't yeah. nervous, but normally that's – people don't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, and it's the hardest thing mm. because you can sort of read people and see something's not right, yeah. but that's not how they're portraying it. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like when you – like I know when I've been hung over or something – I'll try and act as if I'm not fresh. <laughs> like even more so, you know, if you go into work or if I used to go into the footy club and, you know, and you're hung over on a Monday or Tuesday, oh, you know, and you try and be too – it's like you're not kidding anyone, yeah. mate. Look at your fucking bags under your eyes and the bloodshot. And, but it's, it is interesting that sort of image we try to portray to everyone else to be this perfect person. Yeah. You know, it's – um. What do they say? You got three personalities or something. One you show to everyone else. One that you, I don't know, I'm that learning. you show your family or something, yeah. and one that only you sort of know. Uh, you know, it's like it's. I think it's so true, and it's that sort of trying to bridge that gap of how often you're portraying this character, you know, to everyone else. Um, because and it's, trying to be more authentic yeah, to yourself. It's so it's so refreshing mm. when you can take that mask off. Yeah, you know, and only that character that you know that you're happy to share that with yeah. everyone. And that's what I find like with my drinking and stuff. Like I know I don't want to harp on about this. So, but what I find is like when I'm, when I'm healthy, it's so much easier to be yourself and mm. to be, to be confident in who you are. Like that's what I find. I'm just, it's like that shame, almost constant shame of if you're hung over or if you've missed something cause you bet you're out partying or you let a mate down or you're not, doing the thing you're not even just the little things having you clean the house and having you washing all done and making your bed in the morning because you're fresh and you've given yourself time like all those little things that adds up and then you just i feel like it gets on top of you it the gets little on wins little wins. you don't have any little wins and then you and then you it's like you're overwhelmed and you're stressed and then you you know you're just not feeling as good within yourself so i de i had a bit of a fucking you know meltdown a couple of weeks ago like just before, obviously, I sort of knew I was doing sober October, and um, and so I don't know whether. And then I had a little, you know, thing with a, a girl relationship, and not a relationship, but just a girl I was seeing, and it sort of sent me spiraling. And I, because I knew I was doing sober October, I was like, oh fuck it, I'll get, I'll fit it all in right yeah. now, you know, <laughs> I'll pack a punch before exactly. I finish up. Um, <laughs> but it just, it really sort of rocked me, and like I think. Back in the day, I used to be able to do it and get up and I was fine and, you know, you might be feel, feel a bit rusty. But, yeah, these days it just – it absolutely got me. So um, – and it was all of that stuff, all that stuff built up, built up and I was partying to run away from feeling shit about myself and my situation and, you know, being 32 and single and lonely and not having this person in your life or not having someone special like all my mates do and, 
you know, and so then I just ran away from it for, you know, a couple of days and then it just whacked me. So it just amplifies, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it's sort of come at a perfect time, but it's also, it's like interesting to me, like that I knew that I was having this break. So, I, you know, you did the, it. like, yeah, yeah. You know. do you, do you find that hard with where you're at in life at the moment that, cause you're in a really, like, and I remember I, you know, it's sort of just been divorced and I was trying to figure myself out where some of my good mates were having kids, mm. others are married, some are single. It's really like a, I don't know, life's a lot different from when our parents, because they were doing sort of this in their 20s and you know, we're doing this in our 30s. Yeah. Do you find, like, do you find it hard, like, at certain aspects of it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting point of my life. It's like, because I think being 32 and single and you know doing the things that or doing what single you know 24 year old single blokes do it's like go out and meet you know have fun party see everyone you want to be social the, doing those things at 32 it's seen as like a negative thing sort of thing almost but, yeah but you don't have that person like what i find interesting is you don't have that person like an anchor in a good way in a good sense of you go out, but you know you you know you get home at midnight because you know you got someone there, and you're gonna get up with them and have a coffee and go for a walk, or yeah. you know it's or even a Saturday night sitting at home doing nothing. If you got your partner there, it's how much easier is that snuggling up on the couch and having a little cuddle and you know a little smooch on the couch there, Dave. <laughs> when you don't have that, it's fucking hard and like. So then it's sort of like, all right, well, how do I do this? Like, because you, you want to be out there and meeting new people, but to go out, then it's drinking and mm. you don't want to be, I don't want to be drinking at the moment. So it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you put and, a lot of pressure on yourself, don't you? Oh, it's just hard. It's just like, but then I, I guess like being sober, you sort of, you got more clarity. You, get, you got more clarity. You mm. don't feel as bad about it because you're like, I'm going to the gym. I'm feeling fucking good. Anyone would be lucky to have me in their life. Yeah. Whereas when you've been a piece of shit, it's like, <laughs> Then you, Who the hell is going to ever want to, you know? So then it amplifies more. You see your mates and you're like, oh, they've got the perfect one. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't like myself. Why would anyone want me? But I want what they've got. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. The mixing bowl just. No, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, and, and that's, it, it's interesting. Like, yeah, it sort of comes comes back to, and, you know, the mellow podcast that we did a few weeks ago it was sort of perfect timing for me as well but then i fell off that bandwagon yeah. and now i'm back on it and it's sort of just trying to find that balance of you know and eventually it'll just mean enough to me and you know it'll mean enough to you and your life situation will change that you know you sort of stay on that bandwagon for for you know the majority of the time because you're very aware you're very mm. aware of everything yeah <laughs> like and I, I can, right, I know we're having a chat on the way to obviously uh, Brunswick about Eddie Perfect and we're talking about this and I can relate to a lot of the things that you're talking about because I was in the same situation mm. as you. And that's what I was just trying to say to you. Like we tell ourselves these stories and we put so much pressure yeah. on ourselves that like no one else is telling those stories. No one else is putting any pressure on ourselves, but we do it yeah. because we just think, oh, I need that, I need this, I'd like it's not good, like... Yep. It's tiring. Yeah, it is. You know, and then to shut that off, you go and have a few beers. Like, mm. don't worry, oh, mate, I can empathise massively. Because when yeah. you were talking, I was just nodding. It's like when Eddie was talking about what he does now, you know, sitting on the couch having a couple of beers, 
flicking through the real estate app. I don't yeah. want to give away all next uh, week's <laughs> episode. But then I can relate to that. Yeah. You know, you can, yeah, it, mate, they're just all different stages of life. Yeah. I think the problem is, and <clears throat> you're the same, I'm the same, everybody's just too hard on themselves. Mm. We mm. think everyone else judges us and cares. Mm. They don't. Everyone's yeah. so consumed on what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like they don't, they wouldn't even have a clue. Yeah. Like it's, no, I don't know. Yeah, so don't be so hard on yourself, mate. It is. It's so true. And I, I saw this quote as well. Oh, I'm, I'm going to stuff it up. <laughs> that Chris Williams bloke, that podcaster, he's like that English sort of. He yeah. said something like, you know, in every stage of, of someone's life when they're trying to change, you know, it's like, especially with drinking, it's like, oh, you're too cool for us to to come and have a beer now. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, that there's this quote and it's just so, I sent it to, um, I'll get it up. Sent it to Stubby actually, but um, oh no, there's no uh, internet. No, here. no internet out here, mate. But the yeah, dungeon, just sorry. like everyone that's trying to change their life goes through this stage where you know you lose a lot of of mates who I think it shrinks. Yeah. Like, and I remember someone telling me this: your mates <clears throat> will shrink, and mm. I'm like, ah, oh, no, they won't. And you just don't. What I find is I just don't have time. Mm. So it's not that they shrink; it's just that. My priorities change, mm. you know, and that's exactly what it is. Though. Yeah, like their pri- your priorities change, and, and nothing then... against them. Like wherever they are in their life, and if you still see these people, mm. amazing, nothing's changed. But you don't actively sort that out. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think that's for me, someone who wants to be liked by mm. everyone. I find that difficult letting people down, or and it's so fucked that not drinking at at an event or is letting someone down. It's not though, but. But it is, um, it, you know it. I if you do. go down with the boys and um, you go, nah. Mate, I'm still the same. It's and like, and they all just go, you're a wanker. Yeah. Like, come on, have one. Or, yeah. or you have, I saw you having a beer two weeks ago with, yeah. but with so-and-so. Oh, not good you enough to have, have one me. There. You know, yeah. it's like, Do you think that, I think younger generations are so much better. We're mm. both in our 30s. Our demographic of Aussie males mm. is really bad. Yeah. It's a really bad culture um, that I think we're just being brought up drinking alcohol and I'm mm. not blaming anyone. I'm as bad as anyone yeah. and I still love a beer, but it's, I think the next generation. So much more supportive. So much of, supportive. Of the, you know, the and other options. Yeah. And, and it's fine. Yeah. You know, and that's why there's so many non-alcoholic drinks now. There's even bars that are non-alcoholic because that's accepted from the next generation up. Yeah. Whereas ours is exactly the same. Yeah. Like you go somewhere and you're just expected to. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well done. I'm proud of you, Jack, for, yeah, yeah, he's you know, like oh, mate, that's, that must be taking a lot of effort. Good on mm. you, buddy. Is there anything I'm going to do to support you? Yeah. No. Jeez, you're weak as piss, mate. Yeah. Have a beer. Just one. Exactly. Come on, mate. We haven't seen this for ages. This yeah. is what I would be like. Yeah. And I'm more aware now. Yeah. But you just, and not everyone has to be more aware, but it's, that's reality. Yeah. And that's ex- exactly what I used to do. And now, because <laughs> I'm going through my own sort of thing, and <laughs> now anytime someone's like, I'm not drinking, I fucking good on you. Yeah. Like, support them because I know that that's all I'd love. You if, need that as well. If someone came up to me and said, great work, mate, stick at it. Yeah. You know, instead of like, fuck, it doesn't take me much. I'll just have one. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that rubber arm, oh, don't, it's going. <laughs> anyway, we're uh, getting there. We're oh, getting we there. We're having fun. Plenty to look forward to. Life's good. It's a good time of year, isn't it? It so. is a great time of year, mm. mate. Now, I remember when uh, we actually had our first meeting and it wasn't even about a podcast, but – we just started talking because we're doing some other things together. Um, we started talking and you're like, 
I want to do more speaking. I want to share my story. Right? And you're like, and you ask me like, what, how do you start? What do you do? And I said, oh, the best thing I've done is a podcast. And you said, oh, let's do a podcast. And I was like, I was a bit shocked. I was like, all right, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do a podcast. So we just started it. Um, and one of the things that has come from it is I think we've both got unique stories. You've got a very unique story that people can relate to. Um, I find a lot of things I do, people talk about mental health, they shut off, particularly males. They don't want it. Um, I had a really interesting chat uh, a couple of weeks ago. A, a football club in uh, Country Victoria reached out and said, we love what you and Jacko are doing on the podcast. Um, would you be interested in both coming and speaking, you know, at one of our luncheons next year? And I'm like, yeah, like, of course. You know, how many – you probably get asked to do these mm. all the time, do you? Oh, this, the old sportsman's yeah, night. The sport, yeah, definitely. the sportsman's night at lunch. And, and yeah. they're all well and good, but a lot of time it's just someone getting up and telling war stories. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, what this club said, though, is that we'll have a lot of males in the room that would never come and listen to you talk, Dale. Um, would it, Could you do something like that you and Jack are doing on the podcast, you know, where you share your, both your stories, um, they'll be relatable to Jack and we can sell it because he's a footballer. That's what they're used to. They're coming along. Um, but intertwine some, uh, you know, the mental health messages that run around. I've said, of course, that's a mm. really smart way of doing it because the people I want in the room are the ones that are never there. You know, if I run yeah. a, one of my own events, it's mainly females that will come because they're so much more aware and they, they want to be there. Mm. Whereas the males that actually need it, don't want to come. They do, but the stereotype. They, they enjoy it when they get there, but it's they just, just won't come. Yeah, exactly. That sort of being proactive. It's not one of our strong points, is it? No, so, it's not. So, mm. so yeah. Anyway, the 2024 next year, we've got uh, we've got our, our first gig locked in. So really excited about that. Um, and that. I suppose uh, if anyone else is listening and uh, you're part of a club or a workplace or somewhere that uh, you know you you have speakers in and. It, they're pretty traditional the same. Mm. Um, and it, I'm not bagging this out or anything like that, but uh, I think the time's now to change. And, yes, you can still have a very entertaining conversation and things like that, but you can also underline it with messages that people don't need they people don't think they need until they've actually got it. Mm. Um, so I'm excited about that and the possibility of anyone else. So if you want to reach out, um, obviously we've got one locked in and um, we're keen to do more, but uh, I think that's something exciting, mate. Bring it on. Look out. The possibilities with that is, is so exciting, isn't it? I think straight away I'm sort of thinking even like my old school, you know, it'd be great to go down there and – just, you know, and in this forum, it's like I, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable doing it on my own, but, yeah, yeah. you know, having you there and sort of, you know, steering the ship a bit, it, um, you know, and it, and it opens up the conversation as well. As you said, we've got, we've got two different stories yeah. and different perspectives and, but, um, you know, I think very relatable to a lot of young, especially young men, but, mm. um, you know, young people, so... Pumped. Bring it on. Yeah, I, I do. And uh, like I've said all along with this, it's uh, doing it with someone else. Um, yes, I already talk on those stage and I do it, but I'm excited for something different as well um, mm. because, like, I've got three jokes I tell in my keynote, Jacko, and they, <laughs> uh, I always tell them there's one, I've got two to go, and, uh, oh, and they get the same. They get good laughs, but I'm like, oh. Yeah, You're something a huge different. car salesman here, Dale. Something original. Oh. We bring something different, So don't if you we? bring a new joke, I'll be very excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, next week we have uh, another wonderful interview, uh, Kristen and uh, obviously Eddie Perfect on. Yep. Uh, which will be really exciting. That's a, a great chat. Um, 
any what would you say would be a highlight that people might uh might get out of that if you want to paint the picture a little bit before they listen to that on Friday. Jeez, what did I love about? It? I mean, just meeting Eddie and it was it was interesting because obviously I knew him going in, but didn't know him really well. So did did you know him as a person? Not as Have a you person. met him? No, oh no, no. no. So no, no. I Never. didn't either. So But I, I knew of him yeah, and I yeah. you know, obviously the Shane Warren musical yeah. and seen him on a few shows and and I thought he was this, you know, I don't know, my perception of him was this musical theatre over, you know, drama. Yeah. And we get out there to this epic joint in Brunswick Ooh, East. It was very he's nice. Wearing, he's just the coolest little cat. Come, oh, you want a coffee? He makes us all these beautiful coffees. He's got the coolest little dog, piano, <laughs> Yamaha in the corner, which he serenaded us with. <laughs> at, at the, like, and he was just the coolest guy. And, yeah. I, like, I've messaged him a few times afterwards. He messaged me saying, you know, you should definitely get on stage. Here's, you know, gave me Did a few he? tips. Yeah, it was amazing. So... Um, I've got a new man crush and, um, you know, he's just one of the greats. What did I love about the chat? I loved, I loved him explaining the Warney doco oh, and the reason it, behind it, why, how it sort of related to him in so many different ways, doing musicals and writing music and taking your hits and sticking at it and having faith in yourself. Like we were saying before, mm. having like sticking at it because you go through so much shit times, but it's worth it. Once you get through it, and, and if you believe in yourself and stick at it, it um, good things come. So, yeah, it was a good one. And and Kristen, just a legend from yeah. from down at Morty Sea Dippers. Um, she's just a wonderful woman, a really good friend of mine now that I met. You know, ran into her at a bar actually of all yeah. places, and and um, yeah, she teed the whole thing up and and was was kind enough to come down and join us, and you know spoke about some great things in her life that she's learnt from and, you know, childhood trauma and bullying and what how she treats people now yeah. because of it, you know. The, when you go through that really hard, you know, tough stuff, it makes you um makes you a lot more empathetic for, for what others are going through and, and I think it makes you a better person. So it was a beauty. Tune in yeah. next week. And I, I actually find that really fascinating. I, I wasn't bullied as a kid and I didn't bully others. N not all the time, I don't think, but... I always find it really fascinating when you've someone has been severely bullied and now they've turned it around and they're like, they're just so nice and uplifting to others, mm. you know, and they've, they've sort of accepted what happened and thought, no, I'm going to make it a positive. Yeah. takes a strong person, oh, doesn't it? Because I, I don't it'd, it'd be so easy to go the other way oh, and, and just hate and, on everyone and get bitter and yep. get fuck the world. Yeah. And like, you know, I think that would be the natural response. Um, and so to sort of, you know, I think, yeah, to, to turn that into, you know, all right, I don't want to ever, you know, I don't want to make anyone else feel the way that I felt, and, yeah. you know, when people were doing that to me. I think that's, you know, uh, I think as you get older, it becomes a lot, you get that perspective a bit more. But mm. when you're a little kid, you know, oh, it's, teenager. it's tough, isn't it? Dog well, eat dog. That's hard times. Mm. And to be able to keep going and move on from that, um, yeah, I I love hearing that. Not not for the reason of bullying, but just the people's character mm. that they've actually been able to come out of that and now use it as a positive. Yeah. Oh, I think the more people that share that, it gives others hope that may be going through a really rough time. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the time it doesn't feel like there's any hope. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's uh, next week's episode. Uh, Jacko, as always, mate, hit them well, hit them straight. Uh, a lot of rug golf. up. Even though it's Tazzy in summer, mate. Well, it's not even summer yet. It'll be still cold. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I think we've got 18 sunny, but 
I'll tell you the other thing that's really lifted me since Sober October. Okay. A new book. Ooh. So I finished. Oh, not your dragons. I've got the dragons <laughs> fantasy. Mate, this thing, I mean, it's like fantasy dragon erotica, ladies and gentlemen. It is something special. Not that I'm into that sort of thing, but the dragons and the magic and the fantasy. So I've finished Fourth Wing. Now I've moved on to the fairies. So now I'm, I'm reading A Court of Thorn and Roses. If anyone's listening and they've read it, please message me, reach out. I want to talk about it. I want to know what Tamlin's doing. You know, he's the high fairy. Is he the high lord? Is he the high fairy? What is he? Um, so reach out because I am hooked. I'm going to go home and finish it tonight. Um is this like? Have you always been? I've always been a nerd, like a massive fan. So, did you like do like Pokemon and? Like, oh yeah, did you? Yeah, Pokemon. Like that. Dragon Ball. Anime. Anime. Is that like the? That's like cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what that stuff is, isn't it? Yeah. Like Dragon anime. Ball Z. And yeah, stuff? Dragon Ball Z, amazing. Goku, Piccolo, Gohan. Oh. <laughs> I was like so. How did you have time for this? Like, I was just always playing sport, not very well, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the things that you just like. I I think using your imagination is like one of the best. You know, so special. Like Harry Potter will go down in history for me as you know, like the best. I I can empathise with that. And and those books, like I think when you get a good book, it's so different to like a movie too. It's just for me, it's like another level. If you can get a really good book, like I've had a few in my lifetime where I just couldn't put it down, and this Fourth Wing one was one of them. Like I read. I was up in Queensland just watching the granny and I read from midnight through to 7am the day I was leaving through straight to the airport because I just couldn't put it down, you know. I was See, like, you had an all-nighter all reading a book reading about dragons. Sober, completely sober, reading about dragons. <laughs> like, And it was the best night of my life. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> so, you know. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just mm. laughing at like. As again, you should never judge or assume because yep. there's no way known I would have thought that uh, that's uh, in your wheelhouse, mate. The, the AFL player that loves dragons, erotica and uh, musicals. Look out. <laughs> there's going to be a tree in Eddie Purvey's <laughs> next one. That's probably the, the highlight for me before we wrap up is Sam Luderman. He's obviously done a lot of musical theatre. You were fan crushing him. Yeah. Like, I, that's all you ask. You, how do I get on one? And then the moment you had the chance of Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> you said, I'll be a tree. <laughs> Just a shameless oh. self promotion, Eddie. Get me on, oh. whatever you're wrong. And you're like, I'll do anything. <laughs> so is there any role for a big Gumby six foot five? <laughs> no experience. Oh. Anyway, keep uh, pursuing that. I Maybe will. we keep locking in more musical theatre stars and one will hit, mate. Yeah, one will hit. One will land. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I might do a little bit of practice before I jump up on stage. But he, Eddie suggested doing a bloody comedy skit at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I said, that is Did my he? worst nightmare, oh. honestly. That so is, that, do you know, that, that's like a bucket list for me, Joe, you know because it scares oh, the crap out of that'd me. That would be the hardest thing. I reckon, by hands down, yeah. I think about it all the time. Yeah. I. Like, what happens if they don't laugh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're up there for another oh, 25 minutes. Some people are awkward, but I don't think oh. I'd be that awkward. Like, I'd, I'd just walk But wouldn't off. it be, like, such a satisfying experience? Mm. Yeah, the adrenaline afterwards. Oh. If it went somewhat well, if it didn't bomb, that's all you could ask. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I think about that all the time, and I will do it one day, but yeah. it scares the crap out of me. I'll make sure I'm in the crowd for that oh, one. Oh, good. Yeah, that'd be great. I can't wait for that. Bring your dragons along, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, Jack, I have fun. Thank you, mate. Thank you, sensation.